News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show with you for the next 30 minutes here in the studio. Some great folks here who are hoping to answer your questions. We've got Kevin Dissler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. You can pick the closing attorney that you want to close with as a buyer. And Pitt & Frank Attorneys and Kevin Dissler does a phenomenal job. Yeah, good morning, Bob. Good morning, Kevin. Also, Randy Rocky Swan Financial, 6450736. They have closed a lot of loans. They're doing great. They get you done and done properly. We love Randy and Swan Financial, 645 645- 0736. Good to have you here, sir. Good morning, Bob. And my son, Greg, who is in charge of our oh, photos, video production, and not only a great agent, uh, and he's joining us back again by popular demand. Good to see you there, Greg. Good Sunday morning. By the way, if you want to see some of the stuff we're doing, louisville3d.com, and then... Uh, we'll, YouTube. YouTube, We Sell Louisville channel. I got a lot of our stuff. Loot, yeah, so go to YouTube and then do a search for We Sell Louisville or Louisville Homes. They should pick up some of our stuff on that. Also, coming up a little later on, 11 ways to add more value and enjoy your home even more. Coming up a little later on in this show. Let us go to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Mandy. I am a first-time home buyer, and I'm looking at condos. Yep. The one that I really like is on the first floor. But my biggest concern is what if the upstairs condo, um, what if their bathroom or their kitchen floods? Am I responsible to repair that, or who is responsible? I know the answer. I am just want to know, Kevin or Randy, Greg, do you know the answer? The upstairs bathroom. A, a condo above the condo that Mandy's going to buy a, a okay. first-floor condo. And this is a problem at least what's faced by a lot of people, you got a condo above you, and in some cases above that and above that if it's a high-rise and more. And if the water, say the the uh, water tank, uh, hot water heater bursts, and water comes running down into Mandy, what would be Mandy's condo, who is responsible for repairing that? I would say the first, uh, she is. She yeah. is? Yes. Okay, not quite. Let's try well, again. I, I would say that <laughs> the condo, that would be wrong. Uh, that would be wrong. <laughs> that would be wrong. That's wrong. wrong. Let's um, go for another the, answer. Yes. Steak nice set. Um, yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> consolation prize for Randy. Uh, you have a, with a condo, you have a, the association has a master policy, which mm-hmm. is usually the drywall's out, or and, and then yeah. you, the, the owner of the condominium unit would have drywall in. So the unit above, uh, say if it was inside the wall and it uh, pipe breaks. Which it would be. Which it would be. And, and usually most of the time the master policy would cover that with with the association kicking in the deductible. But you could get in a situation a lot of people buy condos and they don't have condo insurance. Well, then if this if it would be deemed to be, let's say, drywall in, uh, like a wet bar or something like that, mm-hmm. that the upstairs cost, then the young lady in the first floor could go after the person on the second floor to pick up the tab because it was their uh, structures uh, that caused the issue. But what if they do not have insurance upstairs? Who pays for it then if she does have it on the first floor? <laughs> well, in that case, they own the condo because a mortgage company like Swan is going to require that they have active uh, condo insurance, correct? Right, because right. the exterior is only covers for the condo association dues. So I'm saying right. I think what but, happens if the And again, floor? I'm not an insurance. I'm yeah, no, I, and, and I asked kind of rhetorically. I am. My gut feeling is on this that uh, the Mandy in this case would go after her insurance company goes after 
the first, the second floor's insurance company. If they don't have insurance, then they go after the actual owner. That's what I would think. And okay. I got you. and here's the thing: if <coughs> the owner doesn't have any money, they could um, force her to sell it, and with proceeds, pay for the first floor condo. Now, again, don't take this to the uh, the bank, but that would be the way. And I remember this actually happened uh, in um, California. We had this. In fact, I learned about this, Greg, at your wedding. Okay. Uh, Casey's friend. I think, as I hear, I you know, remember a story about yeah. this. With their the, and party. the insurance company was responsible, but it it actually capped out, and then the yeah, right. So they end up having to pick up the cost because the, the owner of the, the condo unit yeah, above right capped out at ah. the value. So you either okay, you leave this destroyed like this, and you're so, paying something. That's... So the condo policy had a cap on it. So yeah, the damages exceeded. Yeah, that. yeah. So their insurance, but it's a great question because it it was this type of response. This was. Not just one floor. This Multiple was, floors. The yeah. reason, what had happened, the reason it capped out, usually they have a good enough master insurance policy, but what happened, this was 9, 10, 11 different units that right. it affected. Oh, got hit. The, yeah. Yeah, so imagine that. High I would tell you, as a buyer, Mandy, and everybody else, you want to check with your condo association and what their master policy covers and then what the limits are and pose that question. And as fellow well, realtors, we need to check on that as well. Yeah. Well, and also your insurance agent. I would make sure mm-hmm. if yeah. somebody doesn't have it on the second floor. Well, you won't know cover. that, though, will you? No, but I would assume that they don't. Yeah, oh, just I take like, the presumption that it's not. Right, okay. and then I would ask my insurance agent, how much am I covered for? Mm-hmm. And then, then you could, because I'm sure you can get a certain amount of price when you think, Evan. Well, I mean, you know, usually you, can you, go, you ask for the master policy from the association, give it to your insurance agent, say, I want to make sure that I'm covered for all contingencies, and let them look. Because it, when I say drywall in, yeah. that's a general term. A lot of times you have a townhouse, you have some really innovative type properties where they have common the roof places, is common, yeah, yeah. and you really need to make sure that you have a professional review, the master policy and the condo policy, right. make sure there's no gaps. This is a great, yeah, something great oh, issue. Yeah. yeah, because oh, it yeah. opens up such a can of worms. Yeah. But the best thing, folks, is even if right now you're living in a condo, check with your insurance company, mm-hmm. check with the condo association to check for the master insurance, get a copy of it and send it to your insurance, whoever you trust. And have them tell you what you might need. All the more reason to get educated and get yeah. with a realtor or a lender or an attorney. Right. Oh, and the other thing that I'm looking at is earthquake insurance because there's just, a new just, series of policies that are coming out. Yes, I have it. Yep. You just got it? No, I've had it for a second. Oh, you have? Well, I've had it on one house, but you know, we bought a new house. We don't have it yet, but there's a new policy that's coming out that's a little cheaper. So I've been holding off, but at the same time, I'm a little concerned. I had a call from a, one of our listeners we're not on the fault, but we're near. The not, New, the new Madrid, too, yeah. yeah. the New Madrid it's, fault, and we're not on it, but we're close. I mean, in in reference, you know, it's not like um, on the other side of the country. It's right. within, you know, a, a state or two right around here that could see an effect. So, all right, Mandy, excellent question. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Carrie. Yeah. Um, I'm getting ready to get married, and we want to buy a house. I think my fiance's credit is not real good. Is that how bad can that hurt us? Oh, actually, it could hurt, right, Randy? It could, but there's a lot of scenarios where he could be on title, and she's only one on the loan, or we could get his uh, credit up to a certain level that uh, uh, he can also go on the loan. So it's a scenario. Sincerely, you need to go to someone uh, in a mortgage professional and let them look at it. Yeah, have them pull the credit. In a worst-case scenario, um, with Carrie's boyfriend, she if she earns enough money, she can carry the loan yes. on her, her by herself. And, and he'll right? be on title. He'll that be on correct. title. The problem with that, it, and help clear, steer me here, both of you guys, Kevin and Randy, 
if the marriage doesn't make it, and you know, mm-hmm. what do they say? 50% of all marriages don't make it. So if the marriage doesn't make it, she's on the hook for the mortgage and he's just on the title. Isn't that unfair to her? It, it, it is, but in, and I think Kevin will, uh, will uh, say the same thing. Obviously, after they start their marriage is when their assets, from that point forward, if she makes a million dollars, then she has to split it with him, or he does vice versa, correct? And if they get divorced, well, I just, well, from the time of marriage to the time they divorce. This is a very touchy issue. Fiance, <laughs> not married. Because we'll, you'll have a situation. Yeah. We have one gentleman that I recall was very happy. He just got married in Vegas over the weekend. So we went to add his spouse, and, of course, we always have to run them. And she had a uh, rather large IRS lien. Oh, oh, wow. So when you do a background check uh, in Vegas. On your fiancé. You may find out some issues. You're, yeah. you're, you're promoting yes. doing a background yes. check now. Well, because if you put them on title, yeah. their issue is now your issue. Yeah. And so then, then who who is oh. it up to to talk to the person about, well, we really can't do that because. You know, so. this you know, when um, when my wife Noreen passed away, and then I started dating again, and then. I I joined It's Just Lunch. This is not a plug for them. Just to let you know, they they which led to the it's costly. I, I wouldn't. I'm this is not an endorsement. It's just saying <laughs> they vet the people who join, so they look at your financial background, criminal background, and the like. So at least I felt pretty secure when I started dating Sandy, and then we got That's married. Full transparency. She needs to have her fiance. Give you a call so she can get you. You're talking about Carrie. You have, yeah. Well, listen, yeah. listen. I, I, when I was uh, out of college, I did a little bit of damage to my credit, and when I was ready to buy a house, my fiance at the time did not know. Well, she did. I was, up, I was up front with her, but I went to Randy, and Randy got me straight. It took a year and a half, a little over that. Oh, and, yeah, your credit. And if now you don't mind me saying now your listen, credit's fantastic. I am. I, you, you made me <laughs> a poster. Right. Child. I, I got go. a phone bank call of uh, car people who want to. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, don't give my address. No, no, no. We won't get it. So, Carrie, uh, Randy's number to check with, uh, have him at least talk to your your fiance and and vet him, or at least give him some advice. Six four five zero seven three six. And you've got somebody who's a credit counselor on. Uh, that you have on speed dial, right? Yes. Yeah, so and one last question: Did yeah. she check everything out on you, Sandy? Oh, Bob? she did. We, okay. <laughs> yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And she's, and she's still closed. Other than what, what we didn't know at the time when we got married, I think I've talked about this. I had four or five days later. I had quadruple uh, bypass. Did, yeah, you can't. Sometimes yeah. you can't bet that. So now you're realizing. Have your spouse or your fiance, your soon to be. Have a physical check. Physicals yeah. as well. They got to add that to yeah. the people. Okay, yeah, never mind. All right, let's keep going. Let's. <laughs> that's very funny. Back to the phones. I'm glad we. Well, she could have walked. Um, <laughs> good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Martha. I have a question for you. Yeah. The agent that I'm working with wants me to sign a contract with him for a year. Is this normal? Ah, exclusive right. It's called a variety of things. It uh, it basically locks you into working with that uh, that agent. Um, and so we'll get to you in a second on this, Kevin. Let's talk with Greg because Greg knows mm-hmm. how often do we request a buyer sign for our. Well, it's it's market dependent, and on our team, we typically don't do it because right. it's not something that we typically see in our market. Um, in other markets, as you know, we, we do a lot of masterminds and a lot of the other markets do use it. So it just kind of depends on, on what you're doing. But at the end of the day, we truly believe that if we're doing our service for you, you don't need to sign a, a contract saying if you, you know, 
if you want to walk, walk. At the end of the day, we're gonna do that's that's our yeah. stance at least. Is we we should be if we're not doing the job, we shouldn't be doing it. We don't need all. a piece we're of paper. Right, shit. but there are a lot of other brokers in town. A lot of agents who are will ask you to sign a, an exclusive right agency that allows you to, that keeps you bound together for a year or so. So, Kevin, then the question comes to you: If you are signed up with this person and you're not happy with the performance, where do you go from there legally? Uh, well, you know, the first thing to do is, is talk and talk to the agent, express your displeasure. Then the way the system works, that agent has a broker and then explain that. But the, but, the, but on the other side, it, it, like you, you're going to be putting on the agents can put a lot of time, money, and effort, and they do have to protect their interests. But I think most people that are fairly reputable, assuming that for good faith reason you just want out, most of them will. Uh, you know, we've got some very good professional agents here in town. And like you said, you know, Greg mentioned, if, if I'm not doing a good enough job for you, you want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. What, what, what good does it really do to me? To me to yeah, and it's, it's not necessarily something to be scared of if your agent does present you with that because they could yeah. be doing it in good But then if you terms. put it a lot of time and effort and then they go ahead and, and cancel it and buy something the next day. Then you have your paperwork understanding why well, they did it. Well, yeah, but that's that's there has to be a little bit of fairness and good faith left yes. in the world, right? Maybe. And, and yeah. just so you know, yeah. folks, yeah. Um, from the from an overall uh, fifty thousand foot picture, agents, especially buyer agents, even seller agents, don't get paid anything unless they sell a house, whether it's to a buyer or sell a, their seller's house, and so they're working strictly on commission. Uh, and from the buyer's side, it really doesn't cost you anything to work with a buyer's agent because the seller side in the state of Kentucky, or at least in the Louisville and southern Indiana area, the seller side pays the buyer's commission. Yeah, and in in training our agents, one of the biggest things we hear from our buyer's agents is that people do just walk away from them, and they won't they, they don't understand that they work for free a lot of the time. Yeah, and, and they don't want to be – I mean, there's a, these are agents throughout our area that were trained agents, gone to school, continuing ed, a lot of time invested in helping clients, but if you – want to use an agent hey folks remember they don't get paid a penny even if they're chauffeuring you around in a car or you meet them and they take you to lunch or whatever it might be a coffee they don't get paid anything unless you actually buy that's a little pitch for all my fellow agents around the and it's amazing how hard agents work they work very hard yeah 24 7 they're on call yeah exactly back to the phones good morning bob sekolder louisville real estate show news radio 840 whas good morning Hi, Bob. This is Samantha. Yeah. I don't agree with the appraisal that's on my home. The appraiser says it's worth $10,000 less than the contract. What can I do? Oh, well, I'll tell you what. This is a problem that a lot of, uh, a lot of sellers and buyers are facing. Randy, you, you can't talk to the appraiser at this point anymore. No, but what we try to do is get the comps to make it where... It- in her scenario, where you can bring it up ten thousand dollars, but it's it's just and Bob, I think you'll and Greg, you can really uh, hone in on this as well. It's it's hard to get those appraisals to the level they want sometimes, and there, there's things coming in short because of where the market's at and how hot the market is. People are overpaying sometimes. Well, they intentionally not, and not not they know they're paying more, but they want that house exactly. Meanwhile, the appraiser comes in and says. Uh, 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 it's not worth that amount of money, and the bank will only loan what an appraiser. And we, yeah, we know all the the issues that we've had with appraisers in the past, and there are things that you can do, such as something that we did when I sold my house um, recently over a year, a little within this hot market and that hot price point that we always talk about. Um, we we created a list, and as the homeowners, because we're real estate agents, but your real estate agents will hopefully tell you to do this. We created a list and wrote a lovely letter to the appraiser, just left it on the counter. 
and said, hey, with, with when you're going through and comping our house, here's a couple of things that we did. Here's the actual value we spent on it because certainly they had their formulas, but they don't necessarily know. But if you're giving them and making their job a little bit easier, we know that does go a long way in, in trying to help that final price. Not to say that in this case, $10,000, yeah. that's a big jump to make It is up. a big jump. Oh, yeah. um, but and there are certainly ways to help that. There's a way you could – and by the way, leaving, leaving a list of the improvements will help an appraiser. Maybe even some cookies and some cold water might help the appraiser. Money on the table, leaving it for the appraiser, <laughs> not so good. No, no, you don't want to bribe it. You don't want to do well, that. Yeah. And, Bob, you had somebody in uh, Colorado, didn't you have? Yeah, where, and, and yeah. good point. Go ahead. Uh, so we've got, I've got a dear friend, and, and Greg knows him, Chris Rattay, right. over in, in uh, Boulder, Colorado. And what happens, you know, the appraisers, as I've said in the past, they're necessary evils because what's happening is our appraisers are keeping prices affordable. Here in the Louisville area, we've only appreciated typically 3 maybe 4% per year, depending upon the area. But in Boulder, they, their entry-level home, because appraisers were approving whatever was needed, their entry-level home, which would be a three-bedroom, one bath, no basement, maybe a one-car garage, 600000 to get You're talking 2,500 square feet starting. It's, no, it's, no, not 2,500, 1,000 uh, square feet. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1,000 square trying feet. To, I'm trying to give them no, a, a basement. No, no, and so out. they can't. You know, the buyers there, the the first-time home buyers, they've got to go to their parents uh, and borrow money or take a second job to raise enough money to be able to buy that first home. So th- we say negative stuff, but quite frankly, there's a definite need to have appraisals done and have the appraisers working on behalf of keeping the, the numbers uh, where they are. They're like right Santa now. Claus, leaving cookies and milk. Yeah, <laughs> that's all, yeah. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your phone calls also 11 ways to add more value and enjoy your home even more. In the studio, Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. And my son, Greg, who's part of our big uh, Kohler medley team. You can reach us at 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Did you know that federal law gives the buyer in a real estate transaction the right to choose who conducts the closing on their home purchase or refinance? Tell your realtor and loan officer to select Louisville's choice in real estate closings. Pitt and Frank LLC. Serving homeowners for over 25 years, we are a trusted source in the real estate business where licensed attorneys close your transaction. Rely on the best, rely on us at Pitt and Frank LLC. 895-9900. That's 895-9900. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. 
So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. When homes are selling fast, who can ensure you'll get the most money for yours? I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've managed agents who have sold homes for thousands of dollars over list price. The key is to hire the agent with a smart, aggressive marketing plan. In Louisville, no agent sells more homes than Bob Sapolar. His marketing attracts over 1,000 buyers month after month and allows him to put an immediate cash offer on your home and offer flexible fees. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. WHAS, Bob Stakoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. In the studio, my son Greg, along with Kevin Disser, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900, and Randy Rocky, Swan Financial at 645-0736. By the way, our inventory, very low for the lower price homes. They're going anywhere between fifty and oh, uh, 350000 And on top of that, uh, the number of homes on the market in general – up a little bit because buyer activity has gone down just a little bit. But for the higher-priced homes, they're sitting on the market for longer periods of time, which means if you're looking to move up in the, say, two hundred fifty to $350,000 price range into homes in the four hundred fifty and above, now may be the right time to do it because you might get a great deal because those homes are going to sit longer. It's more of a buyer's market in that price range. And then uh, you'll be able to sell yours. That adds more inventory in the lower price, get a good price for that, and get a deal on the um, the new home that you buy. And we look at the absorption rate on a regular basis. That's the amount of time it would take for homes that are currently on the market to sell. And anything less than a five-month supply is said to be a seller's market. And uh, 350000 and less is in a firm seller's market with only about a two-month supply. But if you look at the higher-priced homes, we're up there. Anything above four we're getting into a buyer's market. So that's the that's the difference. And so if you are thinking about selling, please give me a call. Three seven six five four eight three. Hey, listen. Uh, there are eleven ways to add more value and enjoy your home living in it. This was written by some folks who were appealing to sellers, but I think everybody can take heed from this um, to enjoy your home more. First of all, tip one: fix the curb appeal. The first thing home buyers, neighbors see: front yard, lawn, front door, porch. And uh, by the way, buyers tend to love porches. So make sure that looks good as a focal point. Add some color, fresh paint. Uh, color by that I mean flowers and even mums this time of year. Uh, bring the living area to life. Uh, it, it's really important. If your living room is separated by a door from the kitchen or dining room and the, or the dining room separated by a door to the kitchen, think about removing those, storing them downstairs. It opens it up, gives it a bigger feel. There are a lot of things that put off a potential buyer, but also living there, cracked paint, rooms painted in bold and bright hues. So fresh coats of paint, perfect. And by the way, I mentioned this before. Some of you have already emailed me about this. I've got a guy who's an incredible, great priced painter, and my family has used it, including me. Uh, give me a call. Send me an email even, bob at com. Put painter, and I'll send you his information. I'm not giving him a plug. I'm just trying to share some a really good guy. Also, refinish your hardwood floors. That's important so it looks better. I have, I have a guy who does that as well. Yeah, now. Yeah. We've got a lot of people. who. Um, and then there's some other perks to fixing up the home, 
Staging is important. Get rid of and declutter. You'll enjoy your house more. This is like what I tell people before I come in and shoot yeah, photography. Yeah, right. Could just give them this list. Give each room a purpose so that uh, that each one, for example, if you've got a room where you do your crafts and hobbies, so make it completely into that if you have that much room. Open curtains, clean them, make it bright and fresh. Clean the windows, even though we're going into uh, the wintertime in a couple of months. Still do that. Update the kitchen. Uh, new fixtures, appliances, that may help to, and give you a new feel, fresh feel for staying in your house. And then make sure that um, lighting is all clean because any light dust on the light bulbs, it dims the amount of light getting into the house and it gives you a stuffy feel as we go forward into winter. We'll continue to give you tips. If you want more, send me an email with, you say tips. We have a 150 and now 200 step guide. So total of 200, just say tips in the in the subject line, Bob at we sell Louisville.com, and we will send that out to you. Tips in in minutes, or at least within a day. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Walter. Hey. Um, I've got a question for you. Yeah. My loan officer keeps sending me these notices for updated paychecks. I keep sending them but they keep sending me these requests. What's going on? So this is another question like this. I think we had one last week about this. Yes. So, Randy, explain why loan officers, and this is not Swan, I'm just saying in general, why do you keep, why do they, what, in general, do you send out requests for more information from well, those, the buyer? In the updated pay stuff, sometimes if it's taking a little long to close the loan, they'll want to get an updated, the most recent pay stub. Yeah. So that's why they're asking and requesting that information. And, and a, a lot of investors do ask for that uh, before they close. And then, obviously, they do a verification employment on the day of closing. And also run a credit check, right? You run a credit check on the day or a couple of days before closing to make sure nothing's changed? Well, they, they don't do it on a credit score. All they're at looking for is, is there been an inquiry where they bought any new credit? As right. long as it yeah. closes within 120 days when you actually pull credit. There right. is, if there's something from Oxmoor Toyota, I'm not trying to plug yeah, on that. Right. Then, then, then there would be an issue in that scenario. Then they would find out that they buy a car because then there could be a debt to income issue. Yeah, that's right. So when you, when, once you've applied for a loan, don't go buying anything. Don't ob- open no. any revolving credit. Regardless, don't go out and buy a car, no matter where. Stay clean on this or pay cash, but don't take money out of your checking accounts because all that stuff is what the banks Especially are looking if at. If you're self-employed, right, they'll be asking you for a lot of information along the ride. Yeah. Oh, no question. But here's Absolutely. the most important tip. When a loan officer, it doesn't matter what mortgage company, what bank, whomever you're working with asks you for something, get it to them immediately. Any delay will delay the closing process, yes. and the mortgage brokers, the loan officers are working against the clock to get this thing closed and if you delay, it's going to push the clock back, and you could be out of contract. That creates other big problems all along. So yes. hopefully those are some tips to help you. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob. This is Jennifer. Yeah. The house I just bought was left a mess. Whose responsibility is it to clean it? So the contract says that it needs to be broom swept. Kevin, interpretation, that's kind of up for grabs is what is broom swept. Well, it's like broom broom swept, broom clean, and, and usually like in a walkthrough. Don't you do a, a walkthrough? A lot of people do. Don't you suggest that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. the morning of or the day before um, to do a walkthrough. And so usually in that situation, it's... Yeah, but here's where it goes wrong. So let's say there's a post-occupancy. 
Okay. Uh, so that let's say three days after closing, the buyer takes possession. They did the walkthrough before closing. Now three days later, they go to the house and uh, the movers have moved these people out, but they've left a mess behind. Now what happens legally? Well, in, in some cases where you have post-closing occupants, you'll actually have some type of a deposit that's that's collateral and escrow. Or... Usually, it's a very good idea to have because sometimes you'll have. Moving out, you'll have a few things that are scratched and so forth, and you get some insurance issues. But broom clean, you may be very clean and tidy person. Someone else yeah. might be an absolute, can I say pig, hog, something like that. Yeah. But when you're a pig or a hog, you don't realize you're a pig or a hog. So right. you think it's broom clean. You think it's nice. Key at words, broom clean. Go In this case, what you want to do here, Jennifer, is call your agent. He'll call or she'll call the other agent, and they'll try to work it out where the uh, buyer or the seller, rather, sends you some money or something to help get it clean. Hopefully that's the best scenario. Otherwise, you know, you it's could always go to a small couple hundred court. dollars yeah, to get it clean. We are out of time. That's why I'm rushing through here. We're, boy, we go fast. Sunday. We've got Randy Rocky in the studio, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks, Bob. Also, Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Oh, a pleasure. And my son, Greg, also here. Thanks for being here. Stick to man. All right, buddy boy. We are out of time. You need me, 376-5483. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.